Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hi there, everyone. This is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast. This is a podcast where you get to listen in on a real coaching call between myself and an expert in the industry. A lot of the questions that we get from you, our listeners, typically start with the words, Hey Joe. You know, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. If I only had an extra set of hands. <laughs> uh, this is what I hear when I interview groomers who are looking to improve their speed or their control or even just focusing more on safety and grooming. If you find yourself in this predicament or find yourself asking questions like, is there a better way? Or does it have to be this difficult? Or I understand I'm a newer groomer, but how in the world can you do all of the things that you need to do with the dog on the table and all at the same time? Well, then you are going to be very impressed by my guest today. Today's podcast, we are talking with Chuck Simons, inventor of the Groomer's Helper. Uh, Chuck is an icon in the grooming industry, and he never fails to attract the largest gathering of people at trade shows watching him demonstrate this device. Uh, you'll want to be sure uh, to stick around to the very end of the podcast to hear something really cool that Chuck is giving to all of the Hey Joe listener audience, audience out there uh, who just purchase uh, products from Groomers Helpers. So you're going to want to stick around and hear that special offer. Uh, and of course, as always, you can go to paragonpetschool.com to learn more about the Groomers Helper and to download the transcript from this podcast. Chuck and I today will be talking about safety and positioning on the grooming table and how that benefits the professional groomer. Uh, thank you to the Hey Joe listener audience out there for providing us questions that we use to find the subject matter experts to bring those answers directly to you. So keep those questions coming. It's very easy to submit your question. Uh, just simply email us at heyjoquestions at paragonpetschool.com and we will go to work for you finding answers to those questions. So if you want to submit your questions for use on a future podcast, again, the email address is Hey Joe questions at paragonpetschool.com. So you can go to our website right now and don't forget to hit the subscribe button uh, if you haven't already. So let's get started with this week's episode with Chuck Simons. All right, Chuck Simons, thank you for joining us today. Hey Joe. I see what you did there. That's awesome. <laughs> hey Chuck, um, I, I did uh, do a, a nice little intro of you, but you know, I Nobody can actually introduce themselves or give themselves enough credit as much as uh, themselves uh, personally. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your company and kind of what's going on over at Groomers Helper? 
Gotcha. Well, um, uh, I used to own a, a number of companies. One was Atlantic City Casino Supply. I made the green felt layouts on all the tables in Atlantic City and a lot, of, lot in Vegas and Tahoe. And I had a black Labrador retriever. I met my wife at this business and she fell in love with my black Labrador retriever, not me. <laughs> So when he passed away, it was like she lost a child. She couldn't eat. She couldn't sleep. It was really a very traumatic experience for her. So I asked my local vet, who was a friend of mine, if she could come down and work as a vet tech. And he informed me that it takes two years to be a vet tech, but my groomer needs a bather. Beth went and worked there at minimum wage. And we're talking about 30, 30 cups some years ago. And she would bathe 18 dogs a day and come home whistling and happy. And how many people find out their passion in life? Mm. So I said, Beth, go out and knock on doors. Tell them you're a groomer. Make yourself some money. She said, you don't understand. There's 40 different cuts on a dog. You got to go to school and you got to learn it. So I said, okay, uh, you know, let's send you to school. So she went to a school locally. Uh, graduated with flying colors. And I said, Beth, go knock on doors. Tell them you're a groomer. Make some money. She said, you don't understand. I could do one dog a day. I got to go work somewhere and get my speed up. So she went to work for a company in Ocean City where the owner was nine months pregnant. The owner gave her the keys and said, bye-bye. Beth was baptized in fire and brimstone. She had to open the store. She had to take in the customers. She had to do the bathing. She had to do the grooming. She had to uh, check the customers out. She had to clean the store and lock up at night. So um, she got quite an education there. So after a couple of months, I said, Beth, instead of splitting 50-50 with your absentee owner, why don't you go knock on doors and tell me your groomer makes yourself 100%. She said, you don't understand. I said, I'm sorry, dear. You don't understand. I just bought the pet salon. You're working tomorrow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, and, 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 and I was her first bather. The first dog she booked for me was a pit bull. And that was uh, um, uh, in 1988, August of 1988. So August of 1919 will be 31 years. Wow. And she still has a passion for it. And I still have a passion for it. And that's how we got into the pet salon. Then um, I, I saw her going in the back room and crying because she couldn't finish that Shih Tzu's face. It was a biter. Or she, or, or she couldn't cut that dog's nails. It was just a struggle. And so um, a famous veterinarian by the name of R.K. Anderson uh, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, invented a product called the Gentle Leader which is a halter for dogs, just like a halter for a horse. Right, I remember those. And they are still around. And and then his partner was a machinist who actually sold agility equipment. And RK asked his partner to make him a clamp to put onto the grooming arm that could hold the gentle leader on a grooming table. And uh, they made this thing called it the Alpha Lock. And it didn't look too much like the groomer's helper. But when he, when RK sent me the foam rubber dog with the, gen, with the uh, gentle leader on it, he also sent me an alpha lock. Well, I didn't use the gentle leader because you can't groom a dog with a halter over its muzzle. But I hooked my, my, my alpha lock right to the loop, and it acted like a cross tie, like a cross tie for a horse. And darn if the dogs didn't calm down. One person can do nails. It was just amazing to me the transition that this happened. So I, 
uh, I kept blowing smoke uh, uh, up RK's butt, and I kept saying, you know, I really would like the Alpha Lock. He called me up one day and said, Chuck, we found 300 of these things in our garage. The groomers are not buying them. Uh, I'll gladly sell them to you, I said, as long as I can get the patents with them. And that was, uh, that's how the groomers helper started. Wow. Uh, wow. I, uh, a, I paid a really RK a royalty for a number of years till the, the, this fantastic man passed away. Hmm. So well, uh, that's, know, that's how the groomers helper came about. You know, Chuck, one of the things that I was prepared to talk about today, right off the, uh, right off the uh, onset was uh, innovation. And the definition of innovation is exactly what you just described in the story that's led you up to where you are now. And I know you've got lots of tricks up your sleeve for the future, but the definition of innovation is the improvement made to systems, methods, or processes. And sure. all, th that is literally exactly in a nutshell really what you just described there. And, you know, many of our podcasts here at Hey Joe center around safety in the, in, in the safety in the workplace. And, you know, one of the things that I know that you and I have talked about before, and, and it just rings true for me is this, this concept of risk management and, and what is risk management and why is it important for our, our listener audience to pay attention to that. So, you know, our listener audience, again, is comprised of people just getting into the industry. Some of these people are salon owners and managers. Some of them uh, are veterinarians or they're kennel owner operators. So, but take a, take a moment and just give us a, a 30,000 foot view of what is risk management. Well, <clears throat> when I do my seminars, um, I go ahead and put in line what a groomer needs to pay for first. Would it be rent? Would it be utilities? Would it be uh, you know payment on the on the mobile? Um, and so um, <clears throat> the first thing I say you need to pay for is insurance, because if you have an, an umbrella insurance policy, that's risk management. Now you don't have to worry about something happening and you being on the hook for it. You're actually languishing under that umbrella of protection. Accidents happen. How do you prepare for them? Well, the first thing you do is make sure that when the accident happens, it's not actually um, uh, hurting you. So that's the first thing. Now, that's, that covers you for risk management, but that doesn't really do anything physically for you. So what would risk management be in the grooming shop? Uh, no slip um, uh, floors. So that in the bathing room, uh, your employees or even somebody you invite in is not going to slip on the floor. Um, uh, that, that's risk management. Right. You're, so, you're seeing so all planned. the potential liabilities mm -hmm. that could happen, and you're doing everything physically possible to, to stop that from happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then if you've done everything that you physically can do to stop accidents or, and you can foresee that, well, then the next thing is to be covered. God forbid it should happen. So what you're describing is looking at your business from a very proactive uh, position and not only covering yourself from a uh, uh, and you mentioned insurance coverage. We we have a podcast that talks about proper insurance coverage and uh, and why that's important. And uh, so for all of the Hey Joe listeners out there, uh, maybe go in and tune into that. But uh, you know, so when you're talking about 
the risk management, not only is it from an insurance perspective, but it's also making sure that you have the equipment that puts you in the best position to provide a safe uh, uh, environment for not only the pet, but also the pet groomer and the pet parent and everybody that might come into contact with the business. And your product, the groomer's helper, is one of those pieces of equipment. Sure. And, and it's not only the, uh, <clears throat> the groomer, the pet, but it's also the business owner. Because the business owner, at the end of the day, uh, takes it on the chin for everything. And so if uh, a groomer makes a mistake, the business owner is responsible. If the pet bites a groomer, the business owner is responsible. Uh, if one of the business owner's employees overhandles a pet and the pet gets injured, it's the business owner's responsibility. At, and again, at the end of the day, it's the business owner. So the business owner needs to be aware of all the risks in the shop. One of the there's there's two two major risks in the shop. One is injuring a pet, and the other is uh, injuring an, a pet injuring an employee. You know, very rarely do we we think about a customer coming in, but believe it or not, if you invite a customer back into your grooming shop and their own dog bites them, you're responsible. Mm, I've heard of that before. You're well, exactly you've right. you've invited them back in. It doesn't matter that it's their dog. Mm -hmm. uh, it was your uh, responsibility to protect them from their own dog. <laughs> but that's that's how insurance goes. So the groomer's helper uh, will um, uh, reduce the area that the dog can bite the operator by about 90%. And so we've just reduced that risk by 90%. Okay. And so uh, as far as the, the pet is concerned, it calms the pet down. It establishes the pet's footprint, but moreover, it calms him down. And the groomer doesn't have to wrestle, struggle, or reposition the dog. So there's less hands on the dog. And, and believe it or not, the pet smells the groomer's confidence and calms down. Uh, or the pet also uh, smells the, the groomer's reluctance and fear, and that could cause a bite. Mm. So um, it helps the groomer from uh, being bitten. It helps the pet from being overhandled. It is the great medium if you have a very loving maternal employee and then you have a very rough employee. It kind of it levels out the playing field for both of them because the, the one that would struggle or overhandle a pet doesn't need to anymore. And that allows the one who's maternal and loving to actually do more work. Right. So right. Um, it has it has great benefits, uh, not only for the people, but for the business owner, um, uh, especially um, we get uh, numbers from uh, a lot of different uh, uh, corporate stores. It has reduced their incident reports, which are bites to groomers and, and, uh, and injuries to pets substantially. And I'm talking about, you know, more than 75 percent. So let's have one other little side effect. Because the girls don't have to chase the dogs around the table and dance with the dogs or be, be so afraid and aware that it takes them a lot longer, it's reduced payroll by t about 25% because the girls can groom more dogs uh, with, with less handling. 
Right. So let's, I want to, I definitely want to come back and unpack that, the confidence and the fear and the comfort uh, aspect. Sure. But I think before we go there, I think we need to talk about just what you started to kind of, you started to kind of hint on this. And I, and I want to, I want to, I want to go down one small path first. And that is sure. when you're talking about controlling the environment, when you're talking about uh, 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 eliminating the space or reducing the space in which the pet can travel or, uh, and so on, on the tabletop, and, you know, I know I've heard you use the word control and I've heard you use the, 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 the word also, and we're talking about safety, but you said something earlier that, that I wrote down and it's positioning. So as it, as it relates to control and restraint of the pet on the table, uh, how do you see that in regards to uh, uh, the, the difference between uh, to, uh, control and restraint? Well, control and restraint are, are pretty, pretty rough uh, words to use and what what it brings to people in their mind is actually wrestling the dog controlling them um, um, a lot of people think in order to be dominant uh, you need to be aggressive and that's not the case in order to be dominant you need to be confident a dog smells your fear he smells your confidence he smells uh, uh, bombs people buried under avalanches they're all factory senses is how they really perceive the world um, uh, their their vision is not as great as ours uh, little color blindness in there and they're looking you know they're they're looking at their eye level which is the down about our knees so um, it's it, 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 they are a different animal than humans and and again they use those olfactory senses uh, if a if a if a um, a handler in a dog show were apprehensive she chew a mint because she wouldn't want the dog to smell her apprehensiveness and that's where they smell it they smell it on our breath they smell our love they smell our fear they smell our confidence they smell on your breath if you're going to have a seizure in two or three minutes mm -hmm. because there are seizure dogs who can tell you uh, and they're service dogs for um, uh, epileptic people um, for people who have convulsions and and so they can smell that minute difference in uh, in the I guess it's called the femorones that come out of your breath. Mm -hmm. Right, it's a uh, chemical, so, like a chemical reaction that's happening. Uh, absolutely, that absolutely. Kind of and so, that is the breath. I can, when I can the see that. when the groomer knows in her mind that unless I stick my hand right in your muzzle, you can't bite me, the dog knows it. He's already smelt that confidence, and he's already subordinated to you as the alpha of his pack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it over time, Chuck. I've seen the whole um, who's going to win this wrestling match uh, uh, <laughs> scenario play out on grooming tables. And and quite frankly, sure. you know, nobody wins, right? So you can, I mean, I've, yeah. I've unfortunately, I've witnessed uh, uh, groomers all but laying on uh, uh, dogs and, and, and holding them down sure. in order to do. That, that, that's, that's called the alpha role, and there's really no necessity for it. Right. A, a good analogy would be um, for thousands of years, we've been cross-tying horses. That's a rope from the halter to one side of the stall, rope from the halter to the other side of the stall, or trees. Well, once you control the head, you control the whole body. But with a horse... If you get into that stall and you're not, and his head is not under control, that horse can actually kill you and mm -hmm. stomp you to death. So they don't play around. Mm -hmm. 
we just were unaware of uh, of this. I was aware of it because I owned a horse. And when I saw that the Alpha Lock, which is now the groomer's helper, turned a grooming loop into a cross tie, that was it. That was that was the natural progression of the grooming loop was to be a cross tie and not just hanging a dog in a loop. Now the groomer's helper actually pulls that loop away from the trachea and the dog is in between the two, the, the grooming loop and the groomer's helper. And when the dog backs up, it puts the pressure on the back of the neck and the sides of the neck where the pressure points are, where the mother did in the litter. So when he backs up and it kind of tightens down, he just releases and goes forward and calms down. It really is, I have to thank God, it really is a remarkable tool. I can't say that I invented cross-tying. That's been around for thousands of years. But we we certainly know that uh, 100,000 dogs a day plus are groomed on it safely. So, Chuck, let me let me uh, just come up for air for just one second. I just I'll, okay. I, I want to take a, a moment to just remind our Hey Joe listener audience out there who we're talking to. We're talking to a really brilliant man in the, in the grooming industry. His name is Chuck Simons. He's the founder and owner of Groomers Helper. And Groomers Helper, uh, if you've ever had an opportunity to go to any of the trade shows, you see probably one of the 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 best attended uh, booths during any type of demonstration is Chuck's because you, Chuck, you're just so dynamic and you're so passionate. And you know what? There's a belief and a confidence in you uh, in, in your product and, and, and what you're doing for the industry. You know, one of the things, Chuck, that we talked about was uh, uh, you started to kind of also talk about time saving. And, you know, when I talk to groomers and groomers ask me questions, and again, you know, this podcast, we, we get questions all the time from people out there and, and they, they submit it using the email address, heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com. And for any of you that are out there that are listening, uh, uh, you can feel free to also follow along. You can uh, go to paragonpetschool.com and uh, uh, learn more about Chuck's products or, uh, or you can uh, uh, simply visit Groomers Helper's uh, website on the internet to also learn about all of their products. But one of the things that, uh, that comes up over and over and over again to the Hey Joe uh, email address is how do I make more money or how do I save time? And these are areas that I know that you have focused in on as some of the core and true benefits of the groomer's helper. So, you know, so many, so many of our groomer friends out there, they say, listen, the only way that I can make more money is, is grooming more dogs per day. And this is, this is a tiring and very exhausting job. So I don't know that that's the, in fact, I do know that that is not the ultimate solution, but if it is a way of, of making more money, which is grooming more dogs, how does the groomer's helper uh, save on efficiency and time management? Well, I have to say, and, and I guarantee it, I, I, over 100,000 units have been sold. Only six have been returned in 20 years. Because when groomers that's get it. That's a pretty it, good they, track record. <laughs> that's a great track record. When, when groomers realize that they are now grooming hands-free, that they don't have to hold the beard on that biting shih tzu so their hands don't ache at the end of the day. They don't have to keep lifting that golden up because they're dematting back end and he's constantly sitting. Uh, they don't have to reposition their dog a thousand times a day because they can bring the head and face to them one time and he's got to stay there. 
just not repositioning all your dogs a day is going to guarantee you one more dog a day. We have, most groomers are doing two, three, and four extra dogs a day with less stress and struggling than they did it without the groomer's helper because they're no longer dancing with the dogs. Right. They, it, 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 it's, and I, I say this in, in, in all honesty, you're, and you were use the word positioning. You as a groomer are positioning the dog where it's optimum for you. They're not dragging you around the table and positioning you where they want you. So all that struggling, all that stress, that's gone. Mm-hmm. And, and the more you use it, the more confident you get, the more ability you, you get to use it. And then through my seminars, I tell groomers, okay, so you can groom eight to 10 dogs a day, maybe 12 if you're good. Get yourself a minimum wage bather, and I guarantee you 18 to 20 dogs a day. Mm-hmm. They also, most groomers, single groomers, are grooming one dog at a time. They'll bathe the dog. They'll dry the dog. They'll brush and comb the dog, and then they'll finish the dog, and then they'll go get the next dog. We believe in rotational grooming. Having two tables, even if one's a portable table. Uh, uh, with the groomer's helper, they can't jump off, fall off, or hang themselves. So one dog in the tub, tub sitting in the shampoo, especially if it's flea shampoo, it's got to sit on them for a while. One dog on the drying brushing table, and one dog on your finishing table. And so you go do the bath, and then you go over and you do the brushing, and then you go over and you do the finishing, and you're rotating. So you're, you're actually putting out a lot more uh, product uh, than if you did it one at a time. And I know that uh, uh, a lot of people will say, well, that's, you know, that's, uh, uh, that's like uh, manufacturing, you know, uh, but it's not. Uh, and again, the, you can take your time doing that. And again, the dog's got to stay there because he's hooked to the groomer's helper. You don't have to worry about him uh, um, uh, taking off on you. Well, so, so the other, the other thing then Chuck too, is let's say the groomers out there that, that are listening are, let's say they're content with doing seven or eight dogs a day. Let's say that they just don't want to do, and really that meets their financial needs or, or, you know, sure, or, sure, or, sure. Hey, maybe they're finished earlier that day, or maybe if, if absolutely, maybe, absolutely. But uh, you know what? Physical. It is a tremendous handling product, but the stress, the struggle it drops is priceless. Mm-hmm. That's something that came along with the invention or the many inventions that it comprises of. Uh, so yeah, when they, when they are off, they're they're not stressed, right? So right. they can go out and 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 you know actually speak with people, <laughs> right? Well, exactly. Yeah, they can become a member of this of society, and 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 you're and you're right because you know I'm a I'm a very big proponent on the whole customer experience. The pet, that's absolutely, but also the the customer experience that the the biped customer, if you would, the one that's connected to the leash at the other end. Uh, and their wallet, right? And their check. That is Um, nine-tenths of the ball game mm -hmm. because they love you because you love their dog. And if you don't have enough time to tell them how much you love their dog and how great their dog is and how you want to see them again or if there's any health problems, this is what customers are looking for. They're looking for that dialogue. So groomers that are that busy that can't give their customers that time are missing out because in our grooming shop, uh, 31 years, we're on fourth generation of dogs. Mothers and fathers brought their babies in with their dogs. Now their babies are bringing their babies in with their dogs. And that's how you keep a client forever. 
is to become what I call one of the family. Mm-hmm. You want to be one of the family. You want to know when it's the dog's birthday. You want to send him a birthday card. You want to know when it's the owner's birthday. You want to send them a birthday card. Mm-hmm. Nine tenths of the ball game is is your ability uh, uh, with the owner because you really can't advertise for customers. You get customers from customer referral. And when somebody sees, because you're not struggling, that that dog looks beautiful, they say, hey, where do you get your dog groomed? And the customer says, I would only go to one place. And that's uh, XYZ. So again, uh, those skills, those customer skills are just as important as your grooming skills, if not more. So Chuck, you know, uh, uh, this podcast is brought to the listener audience by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. And one of the things that I have just really enjoyed is watching new people, watching the students, watching the folks that have committed to becoming a, uh, a professional dog groomer and who, le- who are learning their, the, the foundation, the beginnings of uh, what some veterans out there have been doing for decades. But these, these young people, or not necessarily always young, but people, these new people, young in the industry, but these new folks, these new hires uh, of, of existing businesses, students of grooming schools, uh, you know, how, how do you see the groomer's helper uh, helping to train new employees or uh, working with maybe recent graduates. Uh, I, I know that at Paragon, we use the groomer's helper every day with our students. And because wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be a, a, a shame if while learning, students are not exposed to the tools that can best assist them going forward in their new career? So how, well, how do you see that working with new hires in grooming salons sure. or, or, or students? There, there are two, two trains of thought. There's the old school where the, uh, the groomer teacher wants to teach the, the people how to um, handle dogs, uh, how to understand the responses of dogs and, and, you know, what their actions could mean. And, and, that takes a while. Normally, um, in a 300 to 500 hour course, it's very hard to teach somebody how to be a dog trainer and a groomer. Um, and, 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 and so they're going to learn more of how to be a groomer if they don't have to struggle with the dog, if, if they're not worried about hurting the dog or the dog hurting them. So we believe that grooming schools are strategic partners of ours. We're helping them teach their students better. As far as learning the signs of aggression or learning how to handle the dog, the groomer's helper does that, but they can learn that down the line, and that's experience. And I think nothing, nothing you know, experience is worth everything. Right. And so once they once they leave the school, when they learn at the school that, you know, they can protect themselves, they can protect their pets, they don't have to do the alpha role or struggle with their pets anymore. They feel more confident in learning other techniques, other training techniques, other other um, other signs. And so I really believe that every school should be teaching with the groomer's helper. Uh, because I really don't believe that you can teach what experience is going to teach well, uh, Chuck, in, a, in, a, in a course. Chuck, to, to your point, you know, when, when, when we're talking to our listener audience out there, 
Uh, and again, uh, hey, Joe, listener audience uh, out there, you can uh, follow along by following our website at paragonpetschool.com. Go to our website or go to the actual website page and follow along with the Hey Joe uh, podcast page. But uh, we're Chuck. We're talking to Chuck Simons, and Chuck is just really just touching us some some very incredible but very important content as it relates to how people go about their normal day in a grooming salon. Grooming is is tough and uh, uh, beyond all of the tools and equipment that are that are created uh, to to make a, a particular groomer's day easier or or less stressful. One of the things that uh, Chuck I've heard you talk about as it relates to the groomer's helper is this seatbelt analogy for new people, new hires, new students. Uh, uh, enlighten the Hey Joe listener audience out there about what you mean by seatbelt. Well, um, let's say you work for a cab company. Uh, you wouldn't get in that cab unless the cab had seatbelts because it's not your driving we're worried about. It's somebody else texting or whatever that runs that red light that hits you, and that seatbelt in that airbag is going to save you. So um, uh, seatbelts are very, very important. Well, when you have a dog and he is just on a grooming loop, he can jump off the table. He can fall off the table. He can hang himself. Uh, there's so, so many things that could happen. So how do you put the dog in a position where he's calm and that he and those things can happen and that's the groomer's helper the groomer's helper uh will reduce his area that he can travel by like 90 percent and and that's very very important um uh, uh because now he knows where he lives and uh, and he's calm now go ahead and do what you need to do uh so it is the safety belt uh, uh for pets and and for groomers and for the business owners and uh, so you're going to have less injuries you're going to have less accidents you're going to have less of everything mm -hmm. uh, because uh, you know it's uh, it's not it's not a new position every day on a new dog it's the same thing over and over and people that good get good with the groomers helper um, uh, they're they're making money uh, the ROI or the return on investment on the groomer's helper is huge. I mean, it'll pay for itself in the first couple of weeks, but then it'll make you thousands of extra dollars. And again, the stress and the struggle that it drops is priceless. So here's so here's what's really interesting is that I've I've been taking some notes as you've been talking, and there are three words that keep coming up uh, over and over again. And those three words are uh, fear and comfort and confidence. And at first I started writing those down thinking, well, you know, that's for the people. But then I started to, I started to look at that and I, I keep listening to what you're saying. And it sounds as beneficial in those three areas for pets as much as it is. Oh, for no, no, it's, it's more beneficial for the pets. And, and let me explain that. Um, uh, you know, you get somebody that comes in who's been to groomers who um, uh, overhandled the dog. And of course, the more, the more you struggle with the dog, the more it struggles back. That's that's what a dog is. You push on a dog, he pushes back. You pull on a dog, he pulls back. You struggle and wrestle with him, he struggles and wrestles back. So uh, a new customer comes in and says, look, you, you know, you might have to muzzle this dog. Yeah. And so you say, wait a second, you take him in the back, you put him on the groomer's helper, you put a comb through his beard, you you go ahead and cut a nail, and you can go back to the owner and say, listen, you know, I have a helper with me, we're going to be able to groom your dog. <laughs> and, I got a helper and, with but me. after the second or third time, 
that that dog is on the groomer's helper, he calms right down and becomes a normal dog and cat again. Uh, because um, it, it, it actually, you're no longer struggling with him. So he has no challenge to struggle back. And and I, you can ask most every groomer's helper owner, the dogs expect to be put on it. You don't put it on it, and they're out going, oh, my God, what's going on here? But you put it on it, and they feel safe, mm. just like you feel safe when you throw a seatbelt on. So, you know, Chuck, what's interesting about all of this, and I, and I bet the Hey Joe listener audience out there saying, all right, guys, you keep talking about this groomer's helper, but I, I can't see it. I can't, I can't see it in action. And sorry, folks, that's one of the limitations with audio podcasts. Is that it doesn't necessarily All they have, have to video. do is go to the website, uh, groomershelper.com. There's many videos. And, and, our, and our, our customers have made many of their own videos uh, on YouTube. So it's been out a long time. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of top groomers who've developed their own techniques. Uh, One of them is uh, Luther Edmondson in Texas. He showed me where he could uh, take the groomer's helper and put it around the dog's foot so they don't pull back and, uh, you know, back and forth and back and forth when you're trying to do clean feet. So, uh, and again, it's a very adaptable product. It'll fit the smallest dogs. It'll fit the largest dogs. It'll fit the, fit the smallest stables, the largest stables. It's very, very adjustable. So, Chuck, and, to, that, uh, to that point, what, what do you say to, to groomers? Because, again, I've, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of like a bug to a light, right? When you're doing a demonstration at a trade show, I, I just, you know, I eavesdrop. I stop by and I just watch you and I watch what you're doing. And I've probably seen it a hundred times. Now, it's always different with Chuck Simons when you're doing a demonstration. You're always there's always some cool ad lib and 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 you and you kind of inject uh, experiences and stories from other groomers and it that's what makes that's what makes your demonstration so powerful. But so but I, I've seen it and and you just kind of fly through, do it for do, you know reposition this there and this there and move the clamp here and. T- what do you say to groomers then, Chuck? That think it's maybe they're intimidated by it. It, it kind of. They might see it as complicated or hard to use. What do you say to them? Well, it's, it's, there's one movable part. It's very, very simple. It's the hitch and post for your dog. And there are positions that you can put the dog in. That's position one, position two, position three. It's, it's a very, very simple um, product. I mean, to look at it, you wouldn't know what to do. But with, with the videos out there, it's very simple. It's a one-way tether. The dog can't pull it, but you can pull it, uh, and, and you can let it out or let it in or not use it. But I'd rather have it not need it than need it and not have it. We don't want groomers to change the way they groom. We just want to give them more time and less stress and less struggling and use it and, and adopt it the way they groom. So a lot of groomers say, well, I only use it on the bad dogs. And, and, and that's not the case. You want to use it on all the dogs because you, you want to be able to, um, uh, uh, to produce more dogs. So, and one of the things, too, is they think it's a restraint system. It's not how much restraint you can use. It's now how much you don't have to use. So I say you want to make the dog comfortable. Two fingers between the loop, slack on the rope, a little peanut butter on the arm, a lot of petting and praising, and and you get more with positive reinforcement than 
ever than negative reinforcement or, or trying to force yourself on the dog. So it's you definitely to, a, you, more of a positioning system or absolutely. A, it could actually absolutely. be almost like those anti-gravity boots. This could almost be uh, dubbed, and I'll, <laughs> I'll sell you the rights to this one, but it's an anti-restraint device. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and, and again, uh, it, it has a, it has a lot of benefits. Um, um, you can actually, sit while you're grooming because you can do half the dog to the front arm, half the dog to the back arm, bring them to the side arm and never get off your stool. The groomer's helper, I liken, I liken your clippers and your scissors to your paintbrushes. The, the dog being your canvas and the groomer's helper is your easel. It's holding your canvas. You wouldn't try to paint a picture hanging from a rope. You wouldn't try to carve a log that was rolling down a hill. You have to stabilize it. And the groomer's helper stabilizes your dog, mm -hmm. stabilizes your canvas, so you can do some fine work and what not have to worry about hurting the dog or getting bit. What a mental picture. You wouldn't try to paint a canvas. <laughs> hanging if, from a rope. If the canvas was hanging from a rope. It would be, <laughs> and moving. <laughs> yeah, and moving, spinning around. Oh, and, and by the way, it might try to bite you along the way. <laughs> It seems so ridiculous when you put it in, into into those terms. So, so Chuck, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna need to wrap up. But one of the things that that uh, uh, hey Joe listener audience out there, all of our listeners, uh, Chuck and the team at uh, Groomers Helper uh, has uh, you know they have really stepped forward and they are making a really cool offer available exclusive to our listener audience, and uh, that is uh, uh, ten percent off of an order by just mentioning hey joe when they're placing the order oh and and a free grooming loop and there so, you go so what better way that's got to easily pay for more than the shipping cost of getting it uh, sent to you if there is shipping costs i don't know i hope i didn't sit and give away your shipping costs but my my point is is that no, we any, ship by ups mail that's usually the, the cheapest route we take there you go because uh, so, we know that the shipping costs you know, yes. are, are part of the problem. Right. So why pay, why pay the freight? You know, why, why pay, you know, too much money out there? So Groomers Helper is making sure that, that they ship in the most economical way, the most uh, financially friendly way. Uh, but they are, they're taking 10% off uh, to all of the uh, uh, purchases that are made by by mentioning the Hey Joe podcast and and offering a, a free grooming loop thrown in on top of that. And so uh, again, I know for our listener audience out there, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage on this podcast because it's audio and you can't see the demonstration. Uh, Chuck has lots and lots of demonstrations offered at his website. And I'm sure that the team at Groomers Helper would be thrilled if you called them and say, okay, explain this to me further. So they, they want no problem. opportunity to do I that. I am always available, always available to my customers. Um, I usually answer the phones. I'm usually the guy at the trade shows. And if it's not me, it would be um, uh, Ed uh, is uh, our CEO. And uh, he, he knows just about as much as I do, uh, maybe more. Um, and uh, I'd just like to say to your listeners that if they enjoy that 10% off, and we have a pro groomers club and it, for a small investment of $25, you get two grooming loops worth about $32 and 10% off on all the products forever. Oh my gosh. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, I don't know, Chuck, but that seems kind of like a no brainer to me. So um, what a, what a great offer uh, uh, that, that, what did you call it? A groomers club? Yes. The pro groomers club. Pro and that's certainly club. on the site. 
And then um, uh, for for our Canadian groomers, and you're cl- close to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they can go to groomershelper.com for slash Canada, and they'll be very, very surprised when they do. All right. Oh, I like that. I like that. So uh, to all of the uh, listener audience out there, uh, thank you again, Chuck, for helping us and our audience today. Uh, I know that not only will your information be very helpful, but I anticipate you'll be receiving lots, uh, lots more uh, success stories from the people that have yet to experience a groomer's helper. Uh, I just want to put a shout out there to all of our audience uh, for all of our great questions that come from the Hey Joe listener audience. Again, it's very easy for you to get your questions answered. So if there's subject matter that you would like us to cover in a future episode of Hey Joe, it's very simple. Just simply email us at heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com and you might just hear your topic discussed with an industry expert in the near future. And please share this podcast with members of your team that you work with and friends and family in the industry who you think should know about it and listen to it. Chuck, thank you again for everything that you do for uh, not only the, the Hey Joe listener audience, but Paragon School of Pet Grooming and the industry in general. So we really do appreciate it, man. You're fighting the good fight. Thank you, sir. And, and, and regards to Melissa and Mark. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they'll be happy to hear. Take care of yourself, and uh, we'll talk again soon. You got it.